Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Your options are staying alone or doing online dating. You may want to choose alone. <laughs> Story we had in the news earlier this week at a Arizona dev. Yeah, a woman was charged after she sent 159,000 text messages to a guy over 10 months. Uh, she was charged with stalking and threatening because one of the text messages included how she wanted to uh, turn his uh, liver into sushi. Yeah, obviously she's dealing with some issues. <laughs> they met on a millionaire matchmaker website. So this is supposed <laughs> to be a website for wealthy people. Uh, Do they both have to be? I, I guess we wouldn't know, but I'm just I'm I'm assuming it was it know. was a website that this guy who got he thought it was you know he's paying for it. This is yeah. going to be like a high end dating service where he's going to find quality women, and then the, the lady he goes out with once sends him thousands of text messages and threatens to make make his liver into sushi. She's a millionaire from her sushi restaurant. Right. Chain. <laughs> She's fantastic. It's a compliment. At it. She's good at what she does. But we posted this story and it inspired some FM96 listeners to get in touch with us about some of their um interesting online dates. Dev, I know you've been on some. Uh, have you ever had any nightmares with your uh, online dating? I've never had any nightmares. I mean, this I wouldn't qualify this as a nightmare, but I had one date where we, it's like marriage was discussed within like the first 30 minutes of us getting together for dinner. So it was... Marriage with you? She was. She didn't say marriage with me, but I seemed, I, I got the impression it, didn't, it doesn't matter who it was. It was just marriage was the goal. So you felt she was moving too fast. Yeah. I mean, here we are at Eastside Mario's enjoying a very lovely meal. <laughs> and she's just trying to use you for your body and your heart. What a classy dude. <laughs> she probably went back to her friends and she's like, oh my God, I just went out on an online date. He took me to Eastside Mario's and he had a coupon. <laughs> so I immediately started talking about marriage to let him know. This yeah. Is yeah, yeah. <laughs> You think that's moving fast. We got this uh, this message from an FM 96 listener who wants to remain nameless. It says that he went out with a girl he met online three times, okay? They did get a little intimate mm. on the third date, and then after that, he got this message from her. Every night when I close my eyes, you fill my heart with joy. And every morning when I open my eyes, you're the first thing on my mind. More than just a dream of what will probably never be. I'm in love with you. Of that I'm sure. I want to hold you, kiss you, and adore you. If you'll be mine, you'll make me the happiest woman in the world. If you turn me away, I'll be dying. Uh. But either way, you'll always be the greatest love that I've ever had. Whoa. Who is this guy threw it down? <laughs> He's killing it. <laughs> that's, that's after three dates. Wow. You got a stage five clinger here. <laughs> is that, am I, can, do people fall in love that fast? Maybe, maybe I, I'm just jaded, but I, to me, that seems like it's, it's a pretty intense message to send somebody who you haven't spent much time with. And the way it's written like an old-timey love letter from the 1800s, it's just a little odd. But I bet whoever sent that, uh, I bet there was a little bit of... I bet date one, he knew there was something a little off, but still put in the time and was like, I'll see where this goes. 
He should have never. Just to get action. Is it normal to send a message like that and move that quickly? <laughs> I, uh, I hope not. <laughs> I'm moving real slow if that's the case. Nightmare online dating stories. Here's one from uh, text message. Taz, Jim, Devin, worst actual online date I had. She insisted driving in from Elmira to my place in London. Some intimate things happened. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) And immediately afterwards, she said, I feel like I already love you. And then she explained she's got a serious drug addiction. Oh, no. Some dependency issues. (laughs) That got worse. We uh, We got a call here. Go ahead. You're on with Taz and Jim. Hey, um, you guys are talking about online dating and the craziness. Yeah. So that's actually not even the worst of it. There's crazy guys out there who I met in person. They seemed great for the first five, ten minutes and Uh then became psychotic within like the hour long date. So it's an emotional roller coaster, like not even over a couple of dates from start to finish one date. Um, I'm terrible at pool, and one guy got so upset about how badly I beat him at pool that he reached across the table lovingly and took my hand, only to start bending back my fingers and telling me we were playing a mercy fight. What? Uh, that's weird. Like that may be a cycle, or like somebody with a really immature sense of flirting. Like they haven't flirted with somebody, and so they think it's still no, like grade he was school. Mad I won and wanted to win at something. Hmm. I've heard that. I've heard, like, if you're a semi-normal person and you're online dating, it's like shooting fish in a barrel because men and women out there are so sick of meeting weirdos. If you can just have a conversation and act cool, Mm -hmm. then they're like, oh, thank God. It was actually after a terrible online date that I called up a guy I knew from Elmer and asked him to come meet me and make my night better. And now, eight years later, we're married. There you go. (laughs) The Elmer boy to the rescue. (laughs) You you called him up and said, I didn't think you were good enough for me. But then I started online dating and it turns out you're not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) I love you and I want to marry you next week. (laughs) Online dating horror stories. And here comes another one. Text message from Anonymous. Don't worry, we won't, we won't say who you are. I'm a woman, and I've had plenty of weird online dates. I'm on a first date this one time, about 10 minutes into the conversation at a restaurant. A guy with a uh, straight face looks at me, starts talking about how close he is to living in the fourth dimension. And he's excited because once he's in the fourth dimension, he'll be able to have sex with himself. (laughs) WTF. Good news to this guy. We live in the third dimension, but you can have sex with yourself already. In this dimension? Yeah, I've been doing it since grade eight, probably. I was going to say. I then spent the next 30 minutes counseling him on why he has no girlfriend. And then he asked me to go back to his parents' hot tub, LOL. Too many weirdos to talk about. I ended up finding a diamond in the rough, and I did meet my husband online. Hmm. So you got to wade through the garbage, or through the haystack to get to the needle, I guess. Sure. Yeah. You met your husband online, but do his parents have a hot tub? <laughs> <laughs> I got to play this right now. I was going to wait till later, but I can't. Uh, this is a news story out of Baltimore. Just listen. 
It appears that a 21-year-old Baltimore man, known by the alias Doodoo Butt, was arrested for a road rage-style shooting. Ward, a.k.a. Doodoo Butt, was wanted for first-degree murder and was arrested in Pennsylvania on a Maryland warrant. No word on how he got that alias. <laughs> I feel terrible for the people who are affected by Doodoo Butt's actions. Of course. But just hearing a news anchor read that with a straight face. <laughs> Did they have to put that in the news report? Well, so people know who, who he is, who they're dealing it with. It appears that a 21-year-old Baltimore man, known by the alias Doodoo Butt, was arrested for a road rage-style <laughs> shooting. Ward, a.k.a. Doodoo Butt, was wanted for first-degree murder and was arrested in Pennsylvania on a Maryland warrant. No word on how he got that alias. Doodoo Butt is a known associate of Mr. Poopy Pants <laughs> and Caca Face. No word on how he got that alias. Don't you want to know how he got it? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple guesses. <laughs> it's got to have something to do with doo-doo. Yeah, yeah, and most likely a butt. It sounds like a, a nickname that you get when you're two or three years old, maybe? By your older brothers? Your older brothers give it to you, and yeah. then it just sticks, and <laughs> next thing you know, you're a, you're a fugitive in his 20s, and they're calling you doo-doo butt <laughs> on the news. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say poor guy, but he attempted to to murder some people. Yeah, it's just you know, there's other huge criminals like Machine Gun Kelly with that had cool right, criminal cool nicknames. Nickname. You know, Doodoo Butt may have some problems when he gets to prison, <laughs> or maybe it's a defense mechanism known by the alias Doodoo Butt. It's just the way the internet is now. It's the virtue signaling that goes on out there. People are, are complaining about things and they're posting things, not because they actually care. It's because they want to make themselves look good. Mm -hmm. and, and Jim, you've noticed this trend for a while. Yeah, this this has been bugging me. It happens a lot a, a lot of times in politics on both ends of the spectrum. Where uh, th my definition of virtue signaling is where you do something or say something that seems like a nice gesture, but you're only doing it to make yourself feel good or look morally superior. Right. So an example would be, you know, when somebody something bad happens in another country, you go thinking about the people in Haiti right now. It's a fine gesture. It does nothing to the people in Haiti, and subconsciously, if you were a psychologist, you'd say that person is only putting that online to show that they are morally superior and care about What a good people. guy. But, but they didn't donate to the Red Cross or anything. You know, but again... It doesn't make you a bad person for doing that. Maybe you are thinking about them and you just wanted to express yourself. And another example would be like when a company, let's say um, Dove Soap, does a body positive campaign. You're like, that's a great gesture. Women should be positive about their bodies no matter what they look like. But then you're like, all they're trying to do is sell more soap. So they're not actually a great person or a great company. They're virtue signaling to make money. For sales. Yes. Now, you are so passionate about this virtue signaling culture that we're living in, Jim, that you've written a song about it, I understand. Mm -hmm. A little throwback to, I don't know if this is 90s or 80s, but... Uh, uh, what song is it, too? King of Wishful Thinking. Oh, boy. Here we go. Got the full two-minute intro on it. That's nice. <laughs> I thought we were going to set it up over that. I don't need to reply to your tweets, but I need to show a moral stance. I haven't voted since 2003, but my profile picks the flag of France. 
I stand on my soapbox for all to hear But never physically volunteer I'll get over news, I always do And I'll move on to what is trending But my thoughts embrace to all of you Cause I'm the king of virtue signaling Voice of an angel. <laughs> hey, pretty girl who's bullied online, I will come to your defense. Yes, I will be your white knight, then slide right into your DMs. No! I only care about homeless on the street. When taxes go to refugees, I am outraged too for likes and views. But I'm not critically thinking, but my thoughts and prayers to all of you. Cause I'm the king of virtue signaling. Yeah, that, the one example in there is my favorite example of virtue signaling, where anytime refugees are in the news or something like that, the Facebook comments go, what about the money going to the homeless people on the streets? But then there'll be an article about homeless people on the streets, and they're like, those bums, get them out of here. Right. It's like, what get are a you? job. Yeah. It's like, that refugee money should be going to the homeless. Yeah. It's like, well, what about the care. rest of the time? Yeah. And I enjoyed the example about the guy who defends the, the good-looking girl online, but he's doing it just so he can get into her pants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, you should treat her like a woman yeah anyways can i get your number what do you mean no you b-word yeah very common in the the feminist community you you pretend you're a feminist to get in as a good guy and then really you're just a creep gianco meshi style all people are terrible <laughs> good song jim for that guy who was caught on video licking a family's doorbell for three hours jim i was thinking about my doorbell <laughs> Yeah, family in California has a little uh, camera at their front door. They noticed something happened during the night, so they checked out their footage, and there was a guy on their front porch licking their doorbell for three hours. That's I'm impressed. <laughs> three hours? Yeah. His, his wife may want to have a uh, doorbell installed downstairs. <laughs> I'm thinking about my doorbell when you're going to ring it, when you're going to ring it. I'm thinking about your doorbell when I'm going to lick it, when I'm going to lick it. Here's the family and the neighbors talking about how creepy this is. I thought, oh boy, that is just weird. I thought I'd seen it all, but now this takes a cake. Never have we seen anything like this. Never. I thought, boy, there's a lot of traffic. I go, five o'clock in the morning. My son doesn't get home till six o'clock. I go, that's kind of odd. So I started reviewing the videos. Who the heck is that? This just kind of reinforces how important it is to have security within your home. Pretty creepy stuff. Comical in a sense, but still, you know, we, we need to keep our eyes open, make sure it's nothing more than that. I'm going to lean towards creepy on this one. <laughs> yeah, instead of comical. <laughs> Licking the doorbell for one minute is kind of comical. Licking a doorbell for three hours is just strange and frightening. That's a commitment. And you see, it's it's got like the night vision on, so it looks like his eyes are kind of glowing while he's standing there, <laughs> licking the doorbell. Like the Blair Witch is at your door? Either he's on drugs, 
like some serious drugs. He dropped some acid or mm-hmm. something. Or he has one of the strangest fetishes I've ever heard of. I'm surprised we're getting some backlash for, for talking about this subject. Uh, somebody says, uh, hey, Taz and Jim, you shouldn't be making fun of that guy who was caught licking a doorbell for three hours. There might be something wrong with him. Do you think? <laughs> <Yeah>. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he's just got an advanced palate. <laughs> Here's another one. Taz and Jim... You shouldn't give that guy a hard time for licking the doorbell. Some people enjoy licking knockers. Other people enjoy licking ding-dongs. It's true. Wanna see you peacock, Time for sports. Devin Peacock is here. Let's talk about that NCAA football blowout on Monday night, Dev. Yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. Uh, Alabama was favored. Uh, I saw one line where they were up uh, favored by four and a half points. Another one that had them at five and a half, so just call it five. They were favored to win. Alabama, you know, for the past, ever since Nick Saban has been there, have just like dominated. Saban's up to, he won one with LSU, but he's up to like five with uh, Alabama alone national championships. Good like coach. He's just, uh, he's just incredible. But... Clemson came out and just crushed them. And the thing about Clemson is their quarterback and uh, their top receiver are both freshmen. So they are going to be, they're not even eligible to go into the NFL until 2021. Could so, have a little dynasty going on for the next couple of years. Their D-line was uh, a little bit older, pretty good. Uh, so that was one of the reasons why uh, they've been they've been able to sustain their success so far. But one of the cool things about uh, Trevor Lawrence, who's the, the quarterback for Clemson, is coming out of high school because he's like a true freshman starting for a, a team that just won the national championship. He is one of the highest rated uh, quarterback prospects to come out of high school in a long, long time. There are a lot of uh, NFL scouts who are saying he could go into the NFL right now. He is NFL wow. ready right now, and he's only 19 years old. I know a lot of my buddies were excited for that game because of the rivalry. They thought it was going to be a good one, and they were regretting their hangovers yesterday morning. They're like, why did I stay up and watch that? What a blowout. (laughs) What a stinker. Now, my favorite part about this is um, the radio nerd side of me loves this. A uh, Alabama radio station, they assume that they're going to win, or they were prepared for both outcomes, and they had pre-recorded a commercial to air after the game, encouraging people after the big victory to come and buy some Alabama National Championship gear at this store. Oh, no. So after their team gets blown out 44-16, to 16, this aired on the radio. Landon Roberts coming to you once again from Academy Sports and Outdoors, John Hawkins Parkway in Hoover. Many Bama fans coming through, getting all of their title apparel. What a great win over Clemson for the Crimson Tide. The sixth title in 10 years. Truly a amazing title number seven for nick saban we're going to continue here come by and see us plenty more apparel to give away your title gear is here at academy sports and outdoors landry roberts for jocks 94.5 again we won we didn't get blown out that's so funny it's so much worse i thought it was going to be a pre-produced commercial it's like big win last night now celebrate on jocks jock straps or whatever uh, but it's a guy who's like live on location yeah, but he wasn't actually right. live on location well obviously there would have been some craziness and he's probably like hey you know what I'm going to cut out early I'm going to record this thing Yeah, it's going to air 
and then I can go out and celebrate with everybody <laughs> after Alabama dominates yeah. over Clemson. <laughs> and then that ends up airing on the radio. The energy here is palpable. Uh, people are swiping up all these deals. Can you imagine? Yeah, I bet there were some good sales <laughs> the yeah. next day anyways. It's, uh, it's not on that level, but during the trophy presentation, one of my favorite little moments was one of the Clemson players. You can see him just lick his finger, and then he just gives his coach a wet willy right before he gets the trophy. He wet willied his coach. <laughs> Give him a little hickey, you know? Okay, well, I've got my favorite moment from the win, and Dev's got his. I just, you could just see him, like, put his finger in his mouth and just, like, lean in and do I'm glad we all wear headphones in here. I think Dev's a, Dev's a real wet willy fan. I could see you licking a doorbell for three hours. Oh! 